Another installment of the Segway Files, only here on RottenCorpseRadio.com. We are about a week away from Christmas. So we will have a Christmas special that day. Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, it will be airing on Christmas Day. Um, which, you know, is good and bad. I mean, Christmas Day, uh, tip, I mean, typically Wednesday would be reserved for the Segway Files, but... This will be a slightly different episode. At any rate, uh, do stay tuned for that. Only here on RottenCorpseRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Be that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Anyway, so we we had previously recorded this episode and... It went pretty good. This uh, this particular recording, I'm very proud of. Uh, we do delve into a very uh, particular subject, and I would do a really terrible job trying to explain the whole thing, so let's just get right into it. And here is Axel, Heather, and myself, Ryan, on the podcast that's taken over Rock Corpse Radio at the moment, uh, the Segway Files. And without further ado... Here's the Okay, so I'm going to talk about my thing now. <laughs> I'm calling it the commercialization of enablization. That's what it was. Yeah. That's yes. what it is, yep. that The commercialization of enablization. And I have been seeing these commercials now for a while. 
And every time I see one of these type of commercials, I literally want to reach through the TV and slap the writers of these commercials. Because they're, it's all about enabling bad behavior. Not only enabling it, rewarding it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the, the there was one just on yesterday that reminded me that I needed to talk about this on the show. It's this mom in a minivan driving somewhere, and her kids are in the back, and the little boy is messing with his sister and, like, poking at her with a dinosaur toy, and the sister's like, stop, stop, stop. And then the mom, instead of disciplining her children, mainly the little boy reaches into a grocery bag thing and pulls out two bags of Doritos and hands them in the back to the kids, tells them, you know, here you go. Huh. And I was like, where's the discipline? Where is the child you are behaving badly? Stop. Not child you are behaving badly. Here's a reward. There's kind of a... There's there's a weird um, commercial I saw that was like that also. um, Where... They go to all these different places, and of course, there is a cute ending in at the very end. But of there's it, it's uh, it, I believe it's a Mac commercial where they're um, like every time they go to a different place, this guy's two daughters like start acting up and stuff, and he hands them the iPad, and then they just kind of oh, here's movie time, here's this, here's that, here's activity, yeah. here's whatever. And at the very end, you know, they're and then they're annoying everybody, they're annoying him, they're annoying. Um, they're knowing his parents, uh, and and I think his dad in the story, his dad um, had you know he had lost his mom, so his dad was missing you know missing his wife, and at yeah. the very end they they kind of give him back the the tablet and they made a little uh, video for him. But the thing Aww. is, is that throughout that whole commercial though, every time the kids would act up, oh. Here's a thing. Put it in front of your face. I don't want to hear. Yeah, here's again. a here's a reward for your bad behavior. Yeah, and <clears throat> I, I think back to my childhood. If I was in the back seat, messing with my sisters, poking at them with a dinosaur toy, I wouldn't have gotten a bag of chips or a candy bar or anything <laughs> like that. Nope. My dad would have looked. My dad would have said words to the effect of, "Knock it off, or I'll pull over and whip your ass." <laughs> and furthermore. Those kids shouldn't be eating Dorito chips at that age. You know, that was the other thing. Like, I, th- I think Jen and I have talked about this a couple times where she ran into, you know, her kid, Arthur, is like two, almost two years old, and she's been around parents around the same age, and they are already being, they're already eating cookies and sodas and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, no, you don't feed your kid, little kid this. You know, yeah. that's, you know, that's, you know, that's a no-no. <laughs> and so giving the bag of chips to, you know, that's kind of like a, one, yeah, it is kind of like a reward because chips are considered junk food. And you're giving the kid a junk food. So but it's kind of like two yeah, different things. You know, giving the kid junk food yeah, every fun, now and then is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's rewarding them for their negative and bad behavior. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, it, it's where this whole attitude that, that, kids growing up in these last 10 years have nowadays of like you know you can well, go of you know how come how come I'm all of a sudden getting in trouble now for my bad behavior it comes as a surprise to them there are a plethora of YouTube videos out there 
of people getting pulled over by the cops and going, but wait, I, I wasn't, you know, why are you arresting me? Why are you hassling me? Because you broke the law. But I, I never got in trouble before. In fact, my mom gave me a bag of chips. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're all, like, surprised that all of a sudden they're, you know, everything that they... <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I like the one. There's this one particular video, and it's uh, it's more or less a stab at younger people, or millennials uh, specifically, where, um, where the video uh, show It's a real video. It's uh, police footage of this guy, or, or of this um, officer who's, who basically is trying to, or is in the process of arresting this girl. Now, she, uh, she owes on car payments and other things, and um, I guess she, at some point, was cut off by her parents and was basically told, all right, you need to take over your own things and be responsible, and... While she was, while she had been driving around, not only was she, I mean, not only was she driving, you know, irresponsibly and got herself pulled over, but they also found out she didn't have insurance or valid insurance. Yeah. Um, her her car um, was uh, the pro, you know possibly got or possibly got to be not only impounded but also repossessed because repossessed, it, yeah, because it's currently owned by the bank and actually had been reported stolen by her parents because you know. <laughs> And, 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 and here, and here they were trying to arrest this girl and she's like crying and throwing a tantrum and everything else. And, and I'm surprised they're not just like forcibly pulling her out of the car. They're actually kind of being real ginger with her. Um, and it's one of those, like, Mm -hmm. and and this would be one of those videos where somebody's going to be like, yep. And that's, uh, you know, that's a fine example of, um, you know. Of like white privilege and stuff, but and it's well, and, and, and it's a, not really in a sense that it, in a sense it could be, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like you know, I, I don't I don't see that as white privilege. I see that yeah. as poor parenting, right? Yeah. Well, 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 the think, way that, I think he was getting that. I think he was getting that with the cops. Yeah, with not the way really, the cops were. Uh, yeah, I think that's more the fact that she's a female. Yeah. Females do get sometimes, no matter what race you are, sometimes will get a better treatment than men. They don't see a lot of women uh, unless they actually see that women like drop drug up there to the rocker or something. They probably are going to try and be not as physical because the problem with women too is if they're physical, then the women can simply turn around and say they that she was harassed or even worse, and yeah. they don't really want that. And so unless she's completely off her rocker and they can prove that they have legit no choice well that's one of the reasons why a lot of cops have body cams now which i actually Mm -hmm. agree with with everybody else you know having video phones and stuff out there like that and then editing them to put the cops in a bad light which has happened repeatedly oh yeah i mean mean, Mm -hmm. there are some legit cop bad behavior out there that's been caught on video but then there's um, others that's actually been edited to make it look like bad behavior that it's not actually the case yeah. when the real footage comes out. So, uh, you know, the the whole cop body cam and the cop dash cam I think is a good idea for the cops because right. it helps protect them. Yeah, it does. Um, now, I do have something funny, but go ahead, Axel, sorry. But, yeah, I mean, this whole commercialization of enableization is mm-hmm. just ridiculous. And I've I've counted six commercials right now that are playing regularly, that are showing and showcasing this. Oh, where mac and cheese. Bad, be- yeah, the mac and cheese one, or 
the putting cheese so on the uh, on the broccoli because the kid won't eat the broccoli and is running away from the mom. It's like, no. Well, I may be willing to put cheese on the broccoli. I like cheese and broccoli better. <laughs> yeah, but the, my point that. is, putting cheese on the broccoli should have been done at the outset, not after the child is behaving badly. That's because true. now you're rewarding the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of it also stands to where a lot of people are trying to get away from the whole. They're nope. trying to get away from the whole like beating. Um, kids, you know, they're claiming like spanking is considered abusive, I mean, yeah. which can be. If you're doing it, you know, if it comes from being angry, then yes, that could be considered abusive. But if you're doing it to teach your kid, you know, you do it one or two times to teach your kid this is a bad thing. I've been spanked when I was a kid. I got wooden spoons. I got, I think, belt once. Um, and I turned out pretty much just fine. But a lot of kids these days are trying to go away from that. They're trying to go, oh, positive this positive that because they find their kids grow up better but I'm like yeah. but the result of that is everybody's now in their own heads they're you know selfish they're thinking privileged you know volu- you know things like volunteer status and stuff is well, going down and I think it's just stems from people are simply just not disciplining like they're supposed to but see that's I, I have to I, I, I agree with that a, a little bit but there's there's something that's added to it now that is a problem, and it's the prevalence of video, which is, mm-hmm. and it's becoming famous as a video poster, is another, you know, layer to the whole thing. If, you know, you witness a parent disciplining their child in a grocery store and you videotape it where, you know, the kid's talking back to the mom and the mom reaches out and taps that cheek. <laughs> and says, go ahead, sass me back again, see what happens. You get that video you posted on the internet, now you have a bad mom all of a sudden, and you have a good person mm-hmm. for making sure everybody knows that this mom just abused her child by slapping him in the face once for talking back. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that is a load of bullshit. So, yeah, it's just, it's really stupid. I think kids need to, the kids need that consequence. Like, even with the reward system, to me it shouldn't be just... Oh, they should get a point. I think they should legit, like, if they do something bad, I, I think a sticker should be taken away. And that yeah. way they actually physically learn this is a consequence, not, oh, you just don't get a sticker, because kids won't care half the time if they get a yeah. sticker or not. They will care if they start seeing their stickers disappear, Yeah. because now they're, they have to work extra harder to get to whatever price they want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, take re- away that Xbox, take away that telephone, ground your child to their uh, room for a week. Oh, yeah. You know, you come home, you do your homework, you go to your room, you don't come out. Give them books to read, take away the electronic. Well, that's all cruel punishment? No, it isn't. That's what happened to us as kids. You yeah, know, when was... we got to the age where we were too old to be spanked anymore, that's what happened. You got grounded, you weren't allowed to watch TV, you want something to do, you read a book, you play with your toys in your room. You keep your room clean. You don't keep your room clean. You know, you don't put your toys away. When you're stuck in your room for a week being grounded, you get grounded for a few more days past that until you clean your room. That's how it, you know, that's not how it is nowadays. You know, I... Yeah, that is true. Um, I know when I was living in a house where uh, where there was a kid, uh, it wasn't my kid, but it was... Um, 
but it was a kid that I watched most of the time, and that was basically it. It got to a point with her that, um, you know, basically the, uh, the stuff that she was trying to get away with went all the way down to where, all right, well, if you're going to keep this up, we're going to maybe just take away your toys. You know, and then uh, it got to a point where I actually told her this, her and her mom freaked out on me, which I was like surprised because I was like, "Come on, really? I mean, if you don't know anything about what I've been doing lately, it has this has everything to do with, you know, promoting consequence." And I basically threatened to to take the kids' books away too, and because she valued her books more than she valued video games, so uh, I had to kind of go. That's that's actually somewhat of a surprise. I, I had to kind of go in a different direction. Yeah, it's just the way she was raised, and uh, mm-hmm. and I had to kind of go to a, go to a very different direction. And her mom freaked out on me for it, and I'm like, "Fine, then you be here and take care of your kid because you know I'm the only one doing it right now. <laughs> it's like and she's I not was... even mine." <laughs> Babysitting these two kids, one of them has extreme ADHD, like worse than Axel, extreme ADHD kid. And it was after Halloween. They were they still had like a little bag of Halloween. This ADHD kid was constantly trying to get to this bag of candy that they collected. Yeah. During trick or treat, and no matter where I put it, he would find a way to get to it. He would find a way to climb up, you know, anywhere to get it. And he's like he's like a monkey. So I told them several. I actually gave them several warnings. If you go after this candy again, I will throw it away. I will go out to the dumpster and throw it away where you can never get to it. Finally, they turned to me and said, "Well, you'll never go up to your promise." Okay, try me. They tried it again. I took that candy bag and I tossed it in the dumpster where they would never be able to find it again or get to it. His mom did get annoyed. His mom understood. But was slightly annoyed because oh well they worked really hard to get it. I'm like it's a bag of treats. You can go to the grocery store and get it. That's not what I told her, but I was just like in my head I'm like it's a bag of treats. Woohoo! <laughs> but my it, point was made to these kids that I'm the grown up right now. I'm the boss. You're gonna keep fussing with this. I will do this. Yeah, and I, and I, and I kind of like the uh, in that instance too where the the parent gets upset because. And, yeah, that is just it. It is a bag of treats. Those treats were given to them. They didn't work dick all to get those Well, the only work they did is they got, the only work they did was go to trick-or-treat. Yeah, that's it. They got to dress up and go talk to people. Yep. Whoa. (laughs) But the thing is, is all this candy, you could just simply go to the store and buy. Yeah. So it's not like... And anymore, it's not like I, I was throwing away a thousand dollar chandelier or something. Right. Not, you know. <laughs> Those Snickers were coveted. <laughs> oh. God damn it! <laughs> so, and I had been known to take away things like other things. Like there was this other one I babysat, and he threw this huge temper tantrum, and so I took away. The, I think at the time it was an Xbox, and I took away his Xbox. I put it over the, I put it in the cabinet above the kitchen, and told him that. And he got upset with me. I told him, Look, if your mom decides otherwise, right now this is, you know, I, this is my punishment for you. If your mom decides otherwise, that will be her choice. She came home. She actually agreed with me, and he didn't get his Xbox, I think, for that weekend. Nice. 
yeah so it was one of the few this was like also when I was a teenager so when discipline was still kind of there yeah and, and nowadays you know that it's probably it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely parents, not as common. It, 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 it's more that the parents don't want to deal with the bad behavior so they do what mm-hmm. is immediately convenient to get it to stop exactly and I get that sometimes when they're a baby and they don't fully understand things. Like yeah. we've been learning with uh, my friend's kid. When he was younger, we tried to say the no thing and he kept being aggressive. So she was told by the doctors not to do that because they can't really understand what's going on. So they get really aggressive about it. And then now that he's older, like almost two, he can now understand the no thing and also time out. So he's actually starting to learn it and he's actually reacting better. So I do understand for younger, you know, when they're, when they're not, when they're at a certain age, they're not going to understand. But once they get that, it's always good to train, to start teaching them, you know, the positive way of saying no in a non, you know, non-aggressive way, but enough to say, no, this is not what you need to do. But also if he gets to the point where, you know what, you need to sit in your crib or somewhere here and not do anything for a while because you need to time out. So, you know, there is an age thing for it, but at the same time, kids need that discipline. They need to understand what is good and what's bad. What the devil's that? Listen, it might be important. What? It's the Vogon captain making an announcement on the PA. But I can't speak Vogon. You don't need to. Just put the fish in your ear. Come on, it's only a little one. Don't you have a little time? Message repeat. This is your captain speaking, so stop whatever you're doing and pay attention. First of all, I see from our instruments that we have a couple of hitchhikers aboard our ship. Hello, wherever you are, I just want to make it totally clear that you are not at all welcome. I worked hard to get where I am today, and I didn't become captain of a Bogon construction ship simply so that I could turn it into a taxi service for degenerate freeloaders. I have sent out a search party. As soon as they find you, I will put you off the ship. If you're very lucky, I might read you some of my poetry first. Secondly, we are about to jump into hyperspace for the journey to Barnard Star. On arrival, we will stay in dock for a 72-hour refit, and no one's to leave the ship during that time. I repeat, all planet leave is cancelled. I've just had an unhappy love affair, so I don't see why anyone else should have a good time. Message ends. Charming, these Vogans. I wish I had a daughter so I could forbid her to marry one. You wouldn't need to. They've got as much sex appeal as a road accident. And you better be prepared for the jump into hyperspace. It's unpleasantly like being drunk. Well, what's so unpleasant about being drunk? You ask a glass of water. Ford. Yes? What's this fish doing in my ear? Translating for you. Look under Babel fish in the book. What's, what's happening? happening? We're, We're going, going to hyperspace. hyperspace. <laughs> 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 Have any of you, have either of you ever heard this? And I, I kind of consider this to be like a bullshit excuse or a cop out for not wanting to discipline children. Where sometimes the parents feel that it's a trigger for them to act out as their parents would against them when they were young, uh, so that they they don't feel like they should be doing the same thing to their children because it could cause some form of PTSD or other kinds of things like that. I think so. I think I know what you're getting because I have a friend that's she had certain experiences, so she 
tries not to incorporate that into his experience, yeah. I guess. Because she's mentioned where she's woken up in the middle of the night without her without her parents and freaked out for what for some reason and she's trying to prevent that from happening to her son kind of way. So I could kinda of see it happening that way. But also like I so, think it's more of they don't know what to do when you have a screaming kid. Sometimes I All think, they want is, Yeah, sometimes they I want the screaming kid to stop. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's the overusage of or I think people over over um use that term ptsd like they don't really know what that means because sometimes mm -hmm. i i had i had a very rough childhood when i was growing up there was always the fear of physical violence always um my dad was a very imposing person he was very big he had arms like i mean i eventually got to an age where i was taller than him but not bigger than him and he was always like a very kind of frightening person um, and I think a lot of that came from, like, you know, his upbringing, you know, the stuff he had to go through. Um, and then the stuff that um, he tried not to put us through because uh, he didn't really like or even he, he never even wanted to, to hurt us as kids. Um, but we had a few I had a few siblings who challenged him way too often, like and got really aggressive with him to the point where he just had to take them down a notch. Um, I never, I think I only got hit by him like maybe twice in my entire life. And it wasn't like repeated hits or anything. It was like one hit, like one spanking, one slap in the face. And that was it. And it was, and, and there were during times where I felt like I was kind of, I mean, in one case, I think I, I might've been throwing a fit or something like that. But there was another instance where when I was in the, you know, near adult, or I was near my adult age, and I think I might have been like 16, almost 17, and he takes me down a notch um, in such a way that, like, I mean, he basically punished me for standing up for myself, which kind of got me, you know, and, I, and like I said, I always grew up with this weird, like, fear of getting hit and stuff like that, you know, throughout my entire uh, childhood um, and the whole time I lived with them. But in my adult life, I never looked back on that as being like a, like a, you know, I never looked back on any of it as being like fear mongering, nor did I, you know, suffer a lot of mental trauma from it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I kind of appreciated all the, you know, all the discipline I did get because I had a lot of, uh, I knew a lot of people who got into hardcore drugs and got into other things that I never got into. And, um, and I always kind of felt like, and a lot of us had the same kind of parents growing, growing up in the eighties. And, uh, but I always kind of appreciated the fact that I never had to deal with that personally. Um, it, to, you know, to the, as far as abuse is concerned, but it seems like anymore, you know, um, one, one person gets yelled at and they're like traumatized for life and I don't understand it. And it's kind of, it's almost like this weird, um, mentality where sometimes, um, oversensitivity is kind of, uh, present because of a lack of discipline in their life. And I start to kind of wonder if, uh, <laughs> You know, our society is slowly becoming um, the consistency of toilet paper, you know, or tissue paper. Like, we just can't stand up for anything anymore. Uh, which. Yeah, I was. Um, 
my mom used to be very, um, she used to yell all the time. Yeah. Sometimes at me and sometimes at my dad. And it took me the longest time in growing up not to cry instantly when someone yelled at me. Yeah. To this day, I'm much better, but so once in a blue moon, I may get like, what the hell? Yeah. But I don't instantly cry anymore like I used to. Yeah. It's so good. I completely understand that. Yeah. But, but no, parents just need to learn that, yes, if a child is crying, there's various reasons why. They need to figure out the reason why. And if it's something as simple as, oh, they need a diaper change or a food or some food or, oh, they hurt themselves accidentally, great. But if it's something like he's legit throwing a temper crying, then you just need to let them sit there and throw their temper. You know, they don't need to sit there and give them something instantly to distract themselves. No, they need to learn that whatever happened is yeah. happened. And now this is what happens. Yeah, especially with the coddling thing. That's a big, mm -hmm. that's a big time issue I always have with uh, younger younger parents. I actually have a friend um, close is, is actually close to our age, uh, whose son, um, I think he's, I think his son's like maybe five or six now, and mm -hmm. every time the kid hurt himself, they would uh, they would actually clap and kind of laugh at him a little bit. And he never cried. It was kind of fun. <laughs> like, kind of sitting there watching that. Because I got to see it happen a few different times. And this kid's got an incredibly happy childhood. They actually do stuff with him that they would have never even imagined doing on their own. And, um, I mean, the kid's actually smart to the point where he taught himself how to read just by watching Netflix with the captions on Nice. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing. So it's kind of like... Uh, so I, I, I always kind of wonder, you know, like, you know, when is it appropriate to, you know, when is it and when is it not appropriate to, you know, to either braid your kids or maybe just give them a lot of encouragement and just kind of give them a nudge to kind of help them. Because I, I believe that their son at some point will be very, very self-reliant uh, before he's even uh, out of middle school. <laughs> so... Thank you so very much for listening to this week's episode of The Segway Files. And as I announced at the beginning of the show, yes, next week, it will be a casket cast Christmas with myself, Stavropocracy, and some special guests throughout the episodes, including a little bit of segment from The Segway Files. And um, there will be a little bit of uh, basically what the, the clip will be. Well, actually, I'm not going to tell you. You just got to listen to next week's episode. Uh, we will be doing some reviews of a few movies that had came out this month. Um, and there's several different ones. Uh, so do stay tuned for that. And have a merry or happy festival, holiday, thingamajiggy, whatever you like to call it. Happy holidays, everybody. From the Casket Cast and the Segway Files, this is Ryan signing off, and we will hear from you next week on our holiday edition. Thank you. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.